Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Joelle. Today we are joined by photographer Michael Rivera. Mike grew up in Dallas, Texas in a household with Honduran and Mexican parents who moved to the United States in the 1980s to create a better quality of life for their family. In his career thus far, Mike has worked for ABC News, Daily Mail, the Chicago Tribune, Flat Chicago, and Cedar Street. He is the lead photographer for North Magazine, runs his own freelancing company, Our Narrative, and most recently helped us with our reimagined 2018-19 Andersonville Neighborhood Guide. Mike's gallery show, No Humans Around, is currently on display at District at 4845 North Damon. As one reviewer of Mike's work said, Mike has an eye for the unusual. His subjects make you feel you are actually in the photo. Humor or serious, his work is always excellent. Welcome, Mike, and thank you so much today for being our guest. How's your day going thus far? So far, it's going. <laughs> <laughs> busy as usual, I'm sure. Busy, yeah. Good, a good busy. So to give our listeners a little bit more um, about your backstory, can you tell us a little bit about how you got involved with photography and what was the first time you held a camera? Yeah, so um, I've been asked this question kind of a lot uh, most recently just because I guess um, I've kind of, I'm walking away from photography. So people are kind of like, where did it start? Like, how, is it, how did it begin? Um, I picked up a camera when I was super young, probably like six years old. Um, and like, I, it's so funny because I hear this story in so many different like ways uh, from, I have a cousin who's like, I helped you get into photography. And I have an aunt who's like, it was me. And I have my dad who's like, it was me. And then like, so everyone kind of like, tries to claim my like photography interest but uh honestly it was mostly um I was a pretty quiet kid um and I didn't I wasn't much of a reader so I couldn't hide behind a book <laughs> so I would I decided I grabbed a camera and I was like oh wait a minute like I can kind of sneak around and move around and kind of like blend in with the environment um and then I kind of became obsessed with it even though um I guess you could say my photography really wasn't uh, I wasn't like, I'm going to be a newspaper photographer. I'm going to be an artistic. It just kind of was like a way to kind of um, see the world, but without having to interact with it. So that's kind of how I got into it. And then um, I kind of like kept getting really lucky. And I would kind of be around people who were like, oh, yeah, I'm a photographer for the Dallas Morning News. And I'm like, oh, cool. And they're like, you should apply for this internship. And it was like, uh, okay. And then so it kind of kind of kept falling into my lap. Um, and I guess when I was in college, I decided to pursue it like halfway through and I wanted to be a lawyer and I decided not going to be a lawyer. I'm going to go to journalism school. And I just so happened to run into one person again who was like, you should go to Western Kentucky University, um, which at the time was the best photojournalism program in the country. And, uh, I was like, okay. So I signed up and I was like, mom and dad I'm going they're like you haven't even been and I was like that's okay so I literally just moved to Kentucky and uh decided to do photojournalism and I guess you could say it's been just kind of the photo takes me exactly where I need to be uh and that's kind of how I got here I've just been following photography and I just somehow landed in Chicago wow that's amazing 
Now we know Andersonville is not the only Northside Chicago neighborhood that has benefited from your talents. We were originally connected to you through mutual colleagues, Greg and Martin of Business Partners, the Uptown Chamber, and we are big fans of your work with North Magazine. Can you tell us a little bit about what drew you to these particular Northside neighborhoods of Chicago and what you've discovered here? So uh, when I first came to Chicago, um, I was staying with, uh, so kind of like my journey, I like literally pack up a suitcase and I leave. So I got a call to move to Chicago from the Tribune. And they're like, would you like to work for us? And I was like, sure. Like, I, I kind of don't say no to anything. Um, so I moved here, didn't know where I wanted to live. But luckily, a photographer um, that I went to college with was like, you can stay with me. And he lives in Edgewater. So every day I would commute from Edgewater to the, the Tribune to start my day. Um, so I kept passing through Uptown. And I was like, I would like veer off and I'd be like, wait a minute, what is this? Like, what are these people doing here? Like, this is such a weird neighborhood. Because I was in a ton of neighborhoods in New York, but like, they were pretty raw. Um, the Bronx was the longest period of or the, the neighborhood that I stayed in the most when I was in New York. And people kind of were, um, there was just something about them that you didn't understand, but they were like, you just could tell that they had a lot to say, but they didn't say it um, because no one really listened. So I was trying to like photograph these people because I knew that they were kind of, um, they were like a, I guess you could say like a diamond in the rough. You just, no one knew about them. So I kept photographing stuff in Uptown and um, I decided to move into Uptown and definitely the i didn't think about it at the time but i was like wait a minute i was like uptown is like this is totally like home i was like i, I get this neighborhood um and i slowly started to like say hi to everyone and i would use every business as kind of like a destination to kind of just talk to people um and so i started shooting uptown and people were like a lot of my friends were like oh that's so cool like i'm never in the north side and i'm like oh, it's so funny because like this place is like, I thought it was like a gold mine for like just stories of Chicago. Um, so I started shooting it and lo and behold, this North Magazine person asked me like, hey, like we're, we'd love to see your work in this magazine. I'm like, what is it about? They're like, Uptown. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> so I literally just gave them all my photos. Um, and then, you know, people found the magazine and they're like, who's the guy who's shooting this? And then I slowly was introduced to... Um, people from under uptown um united and they were kind of just like like you know like what do you like why do you why do you keep shooting uptown i'm like because this is my home like i work here and i live here and that's it so it just kind of ended up happening where i helped them kind of do their new kind of like new rebranding and showcasing uptown um and it's so funny because right after i finished that um i usually get a tattoo for every neighborhood that i like not neighborhood, but every photo project that like is truly like a thing that I think will, it's like my, it's like my <laughs> untold like resume. And so like when I got it tattooed, people were like, every time people see me with it, like even this morning, I was at an Emerald coffee shop because I heard they had breakfast tacos and the girl was like, oh my God, is that a tattoo of Uptown? She's like, wait, are you the North Magazine guy? I was like, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, wait, do you do stuff for like, I was like, yeah. She was like, oh, that's so cool. She's like, you got to start coming here. And I'm like, I move next week. And she's like, you got to come every day till you leave. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, man, I'm like, this is definitely like home. So that's how that happened. <laughs> and yeah, we're, we're so glad that Greg and Martin or Greg introduced us and yeah. made that connection because now Andersonville has 
been keeping you very busy <laughs> lately. Um, so the Andersonville Neighborhood Guide is a yearly publication produced by the Andersonville Chamber of Commerce. Our new edition comes out every year before Midsummer Fest in June. This year, we've invested a lot of time and creative energy into making the guide a visual experience and vehicle to tell the stories of our Andersonville community and business owners, much like this podcast is trying to do. We are working with a new designer, Estudio Trace, and we brought Mike on board to help us craft the visual narrative at different locations throughout Andersonville. And as such, we've been doing a lot of photo shoots. Through this experience, you've gotten to know over 20 of our business owners. What has that experience been like for you? And do you have a favorite moment or moments that you'd like to recap and share? Um, I guess <laughs> I don't want anyone to think I think a business is more important than another, but um, one that comes kind of from, well, they're all really amazing. I could have, I could literally talk about each business. Um, I'm not even kidding. Um, but I guess you could say it was kind of one of those things where, you know, if you could describe a neighborhood, you kind of want to, you would describe it by like the ambiance or the people who live there, which I think is fair. But I really think that Andersonville stands out the most in the sense of like, you know, I shot a lot of local businesses and uh, storefronts and um, each person I talked to just kind of made it a point to say that like, you know, like, we're here, not like, I'm here, this is my business, I'm better than this business, or I pro provide this item. Each person was like, this is where I belong, this is, and every story I heard from each person, they'd kind of just like, um, they had like the spirit of like Andersonville, if that makes sense, like they kind of, they instilled like, you know, n not I don't, I don't think a business ever thinks that they're gonna close down, but they didn't have that mentality of like, I wanna stay open, they were kind of just like, I'm here now and I'm gonna do the best I can, and their story kind of showcased every piece of what, what furniture they had, or if it was a candy shop, if it was a, a t-shirt shop, which I shot multiple ones, but they were all so different. So I'm like, man, if I really had to choose, like I'd probably just do half an order here, half an order here, because they're all just kind of, uh, they're all unique. Um, but uh, I can't, I always say this wrong, Svea, Svea? Svea. Oh God, I say Scotty wrong. at Svea. Scotty at Svea, that, that guy, like, is unbelievable and i recommend if you're ever at his restaurant or his bar just like take half of your day to talk to him because he can kind of show you like a historical part of like andersonville that i was kind of like what this isn't real is it and then he would show me artifacts and i was like oh god this is real <laughs> but it was it was so i guess you could say eye-opening seeing andersonville and like not from a shopping experience or living here experience, but from a business owner who kind of truly believed in the neighborhood, so they've invested in it. Can you tell us about your equipment? What is your camera of preference and what else do you typically bring along with you on a shoot? So equipment wise, I'm kind of, um, it looks like I, I guess you could say a lot of times when I go to photo shoots, people expect like a team, depending on the work they've seen that I've produced, but I typically shoot like something that can fit and just a backpack, um, and uh, it's, I use a DSLR, um, and I use like four different lenses that I kind of vary, but um, I guess you could say like, I'm not very gear heavy when I go into a photo shoot, I'm more mentally prepared for like what could happen or what could not happen, because um, honestly like uh, with journalism, you, you never know what could go wrong in the sense of like, um, 
the subject doesn't show up or, you know, there's people in the space or um, a lot of times I know I go into a space and people are like, you have to like quickly get them to like open up and it's like super hard. So I guess the biggest thing when I go into a shoot is obviously have my camera and have like variety of lenses. But the main thing is um, just being ready to listen because like that moment. Oh, so bring a tripod. And the reason I bring a tripod most of the times is I set my camera on the tripod because it's so easy to talk to someone, but your camera's steady. And when they do something, you can easily just press the trigger and it's well exposed, it's straight. Um, and they don't even know I took the photo. They do, but they don't know I took like a well exposed photo and I'm able to capture a moment in between. So like, that's a trick I use that I don't tell a lot of people. And they're like, oh, we have a tripod. Like, do you, like it's a well lit room. And I'm like, yeah, but I never know when I'm just gonna be talking to them and I can press the button and I'm like, got it. So yeah, not so equipment heavy, more so like, um, I like to pretend that I'm interviewing each person as I shoot them and I'm just shooting candid, mo shooting candid moments. Um, so I know you already touched on this with your tattoos, but we did get asked that a lot as we were going around for the photo shoots. So do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about your other tattoos and where you've collected <laughs> them from throughout the years? Yeah. So I actually, um, tattoos are kind of like, a how do I say this? They've always, uh, I've always been against them. Interesting enough. Um, and if I could start over, I probably wouldn't have tattoos. Um, but it's kind of too late for that. <laughs> um, so what what I kind of did when I first got my first tattoo was um, I wanted to get, you know, the uh, First Amendment because I was like, oh, you know, freedom of speech. I was like, because I'm first generation. So, like, I was like, I want people to know how proud I am of, like, the freedom of speech and just, pre I mean, everything in between of being American. Um, but the guy was like, it's too, you can't do it that tiny. He was like, so I was like, oh, that was because I was trying to hide it. <laughs> um, so I ended up getting, like, and a flag of Texas, and I got a flag of Honduras on my shoulder. So those are my first two. Um, and I told myself, if I ever get a tattoo, like, I truly have to, like, believe it. Because um, it's, it's like a stamp of, like, you know, a memory. On, and I, I make it a point to just do my left arm now because I can see them all as, like, a daily reminder that, like, hey, you know, like, you did it. You can go to the next thing. So... I have an Iceland tattoo from a job I did in Iceland, which was a really big commission. Um, and I was like, I have to get this. So I got it. And that was kind of the start of like, all right, Mike, every photo project that's super important to you and valuable that you need to remind yourself that you can do more, um, just get it tattooed. So then I went to Japan on another commission and I got the tattoo of the project I did. Um, and then I got Uptown most recently because I finished a project with them and I was like, okay, like, all right, this is going to keep happening. So I plan on getting two more tattoos. Um, one of them is going to be a show that I recently did. Uh, it's called no humans around and that's going to get put on my arm and then also Andersonville. So it's kind of, um, hopefully <laughs> I stopped doing big projects. Cause <laughs> <laughs> You're going to run out of room, right? Yeah. I don't want to run out of room. So <laughs> Well, who have been some of your greatest influencers, um, both professionally and personally? Um, I guess professionally in Chicago, I will, I literally will, I will stand by this till um, probably forever. But I think the best photographer, not the best, but my favorite photographer in Chicago um, will always be uh, Chris Walker. He's the longest running uh, tenured photojournalist at the Chicago Tribune. And um, he, 
he doesn't know that he's like been a mentor to me in the past when I worked with him. Um, but he definitely, if you have the chance to like look him up, um, he's covered Chicago for almost 30 years now uh, as a staff photojournalist. And he's like, it's so interesting because like I'll post a photo on Instagram and he'll comment on it and he'll just go, yes. And, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, sometimes he doesn't even like it. He just says yes. And I'm like, he approves mm. and he knows Chicago so well. So I think for Chicago, he's been one of my biggest influences because uh, he kind of, um, he shows me his work and he tells me a story behind it. Um, and there's never not a story behind the photo. So I know that like, if I don't have a story behind a photo, then it's just a photo. So I try to look at myself more of as like a visual journalist where I'm telling a story through an image. So if I can't tell a story through an image without the image, then if you just have an image, it's just a, a point in time when, I mean, it's really, I don't know, I don't think it's important. So I try to shoot things that like, like coexist as far as like a visual representation of something that you can say. So. So can you tell us a little bit more about your show, No Humans Around? Yeah, so No Humans Around was something that kind of I shot as like a personal project um, to kind of visually show my isolation around shooting people um, and how I saw things when no one was around. Um, and it totally was an accident. Um, I, I created like an Instagram behind it and I was like, I got, I want to, I was like, I want to like curate my Instagram feed more so. So like, I didn't want to post them on my personal one. So I like, I was like, no one will be able to find this. I'll post them on here. And then like people found it and I was like, no. And then someone was like, you, I want you to do a show. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like it's a, it's a complete opposite. It's, it's, it was an irony because it was like, I was trying to do something personal and it became, um, a show, <laughs> but it's, it ended up becoming like even more than a show. I made like t-shirts, a designer got behind me and said, I'm going to make you a logo. I'm going to make you t-shirts. I'm going to make you hats. And like, I sold out all the shirts and hats and I've, I've mailed a couple to New York, Florida. Um, I've sent some to Miami. It's insane. Um, today a guy from Austin, Texas reached out to me and said, um, can you please let me know like where I can go online to go through the, f and I'm just like laughing. I'm like, yeah, I can do that. But, uh, <laughs> but it, it was more so um, a way to kind of step back from people and kind of into color and space and use my imagination with editing to kind of create like a feeling. Um, so I guess you could say it's a it's a nice landscape photo, but the color you see in the photo is a visual representation of how I felt. Mm. So it's like, yeah, it's like an art piece. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of um, feeling, what does it feel like when you know you've captured the image you are seeking? Oof, I never really get that feeling because I never know. Because okay. I'm like, I, I, when I take the photo, I'm truly not trying to capture someone in the best light. Um, I'm just trying to be as honest as I can with what I see. So a lot of times it's, um, I do this weird thing where if I photograph someone, I'll say, just turn away and then slowly turn back at me because for a second, they're able to just kind of clear their mind. And when they look right back at me, I'm able to capture exactly how they feel. And so it's like, um, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I don't really shoot models or like anything like that. I shoot real people. And I truly hope that like the picture I'm taking is a true reflection of who they are. What do you like to do in your spare time when you're not running around busy with all these photo shoots? Well, that's a, that's an interesting question because I don't really have time. Um, I truly work from seven in the morning sometimes to two in the morning. Um, I've 
gotten the most work I've ever had in my life in photography. Uh, thanks to social media, it keeps me busy because people are like, we need imagery. Um, so, but when I'm not, I'm actually about to take a really long break from photography. So I'm about to find out what I like. <laughs> Um, but I do make music on the side, um, and I guess you could say, I guess music is mainly what I do outside of, yeah. I, I make a lot of videos, uh, like small documentaries, and I write the scores behind the music. So when I was a kid, I used to play guitar, I can read bass clef, treble clef, I can sing. So I, I kind of have like a music passion, um, and I tell stories in my music sometimes without words and that's the thing I do on the side so yeah it's a good there I, th I think they both complement each other um, but oh besides that I also really love like looking for taco places <laughs> and then like yelping about them like all my Yelp has just taco places tacos are my favorite what's up next for you any new projects in the works there's no new projects in the works uh, I'm actually taking a step back from photography um, and when I say like a setback, I truly like I've uh, already given away all my well, not as soon as I leave, I will have given away all my photography equipment. So I'm literally starting over um, and hopefully um, the pictures I've taken last a really long time. So that way I can always kind of remember the photography that I've done or the time that I've put in. Um, but I hope to like go back to photography, but I hope it finds me because I'm. Yeah, I just walking away. You really don't know if it's like the right thing to do unless you never revisit it. But like, I'm not really looking forward to leaving photography. I'm more look forward looking uh, to find more things that I like to do outside of photography. So like we said before, you photographed a lot of businesses in Andersonville. Um, if you could trade places with any of the business owners, which would you choose? All of them. All of them. <laughs> all of them. They're all just, uh, most people would tell me things like, yeah, I started this business at the age of 45 or 50 or like late 30s. Um, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for something that kind of, um, I guess you could say every business I spoke to was like very passionate about what they were doing um, and they were experts in what they were doing, uh, but they weren't always it. It just kind of, it's like when you, I guess that's the real beauty of like Andersonville and Uptown uh, I think versus other neighborhoods in Chicago, um, there's a business and then there's a need. But like in these communities, there's like the need and the business meet each other's expectations. Like as much as the business means for that person and that person needs it, the neighborhood needs that business. So it's like that's kind of the setting I want to be in. Well, we are super excited for the new neighborhood guide and cannot wait to share it with Chicago to pick up your very own free copy of the 2018-19 edition of Andersonville Neighborhood Guide, please visit the Andersonville Chamber booth at Midsummerfest this June 8th, 9th, and 10th. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mike, and thank you for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. For more information about Mike Rivera Photography, please visit his website at MikeRiveraPhoto.com or on Instagram at MikeRiveraPhoto. For show notes on today's episode, please visit Andersonville.org. Always Andersonville, the podcast, is engineered and edited by Andy Miles in Studio C at Transistor, a gallery, shop, performance, recording, and teaching space located at 5224 North Clark Street. 
Have your own podcast idea? The studio is available to rent. Please call 872-208-5877 or stop by the store for details.